You Are Not a Metaphor by Andrew Van Way. Copyright 2020 by Andrew Van Way. Narrated by Greg Lewis. The rubber hums, the highway cries, and every hundred miles I see her golden eyes. Your mother, her light falls long upon the desert. Twilight, through fingers of yucca and pine, memories entwining. I remember the early days when she was a mystery, still the stranger, a woman with crimson hair and a smile suggesting jokes we might share. She haunts me always. These dry highways are a minefield. These sunbeams are her poison. Within their warm glow, I know she's found a thread of memory, a connection that stretches out the back of this old stolen car, over the scorched asphalt, past stillborn towns we've sped through, across dust-swaddled roads. Your mother's fingers seize that thread, tug on it. Her eyes settle upon us. So I push the accelerator. 7.44 p.m. Outside Cimarron, New Mexico. Half a tank of gas. The car lurches into the truck stop. I park us in the darkest spot, away from the noise. You're fast asleep. Seems like you always are. I put the blanket over your basket. Try to make it feel safe. For you, for us, all a father can do. I pray that you won't wake up, won't be lonely, won't cry. Pray that you'll dream the perfect dreams of a little child. Then I leave you. Inside, I skulk the truck stop aisles. I buy things at random. Pork rinds, peanuts, four-pack of Red Bull... Road food, nothing that sticks out. I wear my hat low, avoid the cameras and slouch. At the register, she asks if I want a bag. Her name is Mara. I avoid eye contact, mumble my answer, make myself unremarkable. Then I spot the cigarettes behind the counter. Blue pack, one hundreds, pall mouths. She smoked those. Your mother. She was smoking them when we first met. Can I trouble you for a light? She asked me in the elevator. I noticed her accent first. Gaelic by way of East Asia. Second thing I noticed was the black cocktail dress. Showed off her tattoos. A stag head on each shoulder. Antlers like vines beneath her curtain of burgundy hair. That dress hugged every curve. I didn't know such women existed. I was right, wasn't I? What makes you think I have matches? I replied and tried to act cool. Amber eyes flicked down to my guitar case. Scuffed stickers whispered of six-string clichés and faded dreams. The Ramones, Sex Pistols, Faith No More. My band, Cradle Slave its red sticker a tumor between titans. 
Well, you wouldn't be much of a musician if you weren't holding. And it was funny because she was right on both counts. I'd started smoking again. I was a shit musician. We weren't booked to play originals. It was grunge night, a sound garden tribute. I hadn't written anything new in years. When I passed her the matches, our hands touched. The elevator shrank. She withdrew her cigarette with surgical precision, a pall-mall to her ruby lips. And I worked up the courage to say something, to tell her, I don't think you're allowed to smoke in here. Then she looked me in the eyes and said, Sir, can I get something for you? Sir? Mara is looking at me now, making eye contact. Sir? Is there something else you need? Sir? I wonder how long I've been standing at this counter. What part of the transaction are we in? Have I paid her? A calloused hand falls on my shoulder. Big trucker, red flannel, no sleeves. He asks if I'm okay. No, I almost tell him. I'm pretty far from okay. I sense your mother using our memory, sinking her hooks into my mind. Now she's tugging the line. We're connected, tethered across six hundred miles of red desert. Her golden eyes open. I can see the crescent slits where round pupils should sit. Everything reminds me of her. Every memory's a trap. This trucker is marking my features. Mara is memorizing my face. Your mother is starting the trace. So I panic. Leave everything at the register. The Red Bulls clatter to the floor. I hear them pop and spray and hiss behind me. Hear voices calling, Sir? 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 I don't think. Don't stop. I try not to look back. 9.55 p.m. Quarter tank. Access roads. Rocks chatter in the wheel well. Coyotes reply with distant cries. Everything shakes. I drive slow. Headlights off. Heart starting to settle. I've pried her hooks from my brain. Scars remain. We'll be fine, I want to tell you, my peaceful dreamer, asleep in your seat. I can't bring myself to lie. I pull the car over, though there is no over on this dirt road. Everything's unmarked, fuzzy. No rules near the edge of the map. I step out to piss. The desert air is still warm, rocks breathing heat. I take a moment to take it in. The sky, black velvet. The western horizon a sliver of blood orange. Every heartbeat another shooting star. Make a wish. I wish you could see this. The arm of the Milky Way reaching east into the shadowy past. Stars, some already dead, their light yet to reach us. There's a graveyard of stillborn dreams in our backyard. This is not hyperbole. 
A beetle crawls across my boot. They use the stars to navigate, follow dead light to find their mate. I can relate. So I crush it underfoot. Saves it some pain. I wish I could give you a more perfect world. But we need to keep driving. 10.38 p.m. Full tank. I buy gas off a of Navajo. Old station. Cash only. Our kind of place. The Navajo is silent. My kind of man. I buy stale powdered donuts and chase them with Mountain Dew. Need the sugar. The caffeine. I hope I can give you what you need. Freedom. A chance to live. A chance of life uncorrupted. I hope your mother will never find us. I count the change in the parking lot. We've got enough to make it to Mexico. We'll stop at Bisbee. Stay with your uncle. He'll be happy to meet you. Always wanted a nephew. Never wanted to be a big brother. We need to keep moving. The old car sputters when I turn the ignition key. Then, nothing. Just a death rattle. Repeat, same effect. Feel the fear creeping up my neck. Feel her golden eyes scouring the horizon. She's out there, looking for us. Do not think of her. I can hear you stirring in the back seat. I don't know what to do. Don't know much about cars. Never bothered to learn. Always thought I'd have money to pay someone to solve these problems. Always assumed. I can hear you. Hungry. Out of formula. Maybe your diapers need to be changed. Your cries are knives in my soul. Tell myself to think of something. To improvise. Find the receipt, yes. Find the pen and the glove box, good, good. With these tools, I will find us a new ride. The Navajo is watching reruns of Family Feud behind the counter. He must sense something, must know, because he meets my eyes when I re-enter. I take the note from my left pocket, keep my hand in my right pocket. He has sad eyes. Two warm holes upon a sea of leather. I wonder what gave his wrinkles shape. Shame pinches me as I flick the note across the counter. I don't believe you, he says, and slides the note back. His voice is deep, barreled oak. Go on. Show it me, the gun. Prove it. Look, man, I don't want to hurt you. I say, and I mean it. I don't. But I'm doing this for us. Just give me the keys to your truck. Bullshit, he says. He's standing now, a big oaken bear. I shout, give me your keys if you want to live. It's the best line I can think of. Came from a movie. And I add, do it now, cocksucker. I've never been a strong man. I've never been scary. He just laughs. Bullshit, you will. Then he reaches under the counter. No, no, don't make me do... I can't finish the sentence. He's got a gun on me now. Snub-nose, 38 special, stainless steel, black rubber grip. Looks so small in his paws. 
It can perforate me from two feet away. He's a little over three. Bullshit, he says. Now, put your hands up, slowly, now. He flicks the gun upward, motioning. Closes the distance. Outside, I can see our stolen car. Your future dimming beneath the gas station lights. Can see you and the things she'll do when she catches us. And she will. She never sleeps. I duck. Never been strong, but I've always been quick. Rising up, I hit the checkout counter, catch the divider, folding it upwards, his arm atop it. I don't hear a gunshot, but he still has hands. He grunts, grabs me by the collar. First punch grazes my ear. Second splits my lips. My hand finds a jar of spare change. Help the boys and girls of the Navajo Nation. I can only help you, my son, so I swing it right into this kind Navajo's face. Break glass, break bones, send pennies and dimes rolling. Then he's on the floor, groaning, and I'm prying the thirty-eight from his fingers, accidentally breaking his thumb. I'm so sorry, I tell him. I might even be crying. But I have his keys now, have him wrapped in bungee cords, and I'm turning out the lights. Sorry, we're closed, reads the sign. One day, I'll send him a letter. One day, I'll send him his car keys and some money for his trouble. An old story I've told again and again. My life, one long public apology tour. I switch cars, put you in the back seat of his pickup. Ford F-150, good vehicle, safe and strong. Wish I could be too. Then we hit the road. Son... I want to tell you that I'm a good person, that I'm a good father, that this is all for you, selling my soul to buy you a future. Maybe someday you'll understand. We'll sit on a white sand beach, let the warm water lap at our feet. I'll pass you a beer, and I'll tell you about your mother, tell you what a demon she is, tell you the truth. And... Perhaps you'll believe me. But if you don't, I won't care. You'll be free of this future. You can choose your own past. 3.13 a.m. Half tank. Crossover from New Mexico into Arizona near Lupton. Tried to stay off the interstate. But I messed up. Left your diapers in the old car. Have to take I-40. I park us in the back of the truck stop. Big Andes reads the sign. Big rigs roll past. Everything's big in America. Big drinks and big snacks. Big skies and big people. A big country, too. But why is it so hard to disappear? Inside, the neon burns my eyes. I wash up in the bathroom. Dress my swollen right eye. Spit blood. The Navajo got in some good licks. Good for him. Scars will give way to strength, I tell myself. To heal, we need to get hurt. I buy a four-pack of Red Bull, beef jerky, Funyuns, and a screwdriver. I buy you new diapers, your favorite infant formula. I ponder the baby on the package. Is he old now? Is he dead? Men can make life and take life, but we can't feed it or nourish it, not without help. We're disposable by design. 
I check your diapers. No need to change them. So I let you sleep. We've had a long drive today. A longer drive tomorrow. But first, we need to take precautions. 3.44 a.m. Rest stop. I park us at the edge of the visitor's center. The sky is full dark. Crickets and vending machines hum to each other. A man walks his dog among the dry grass while deer watch from the brush. He takes his dog the long way around the park. So I scurry over to his car. Takes me sixty seconds to unscrew his license plate, swap out the Navajos. The driver won't notice. Few do. How often do we check our plate? We're all too busy. How often do we see what's so obvious before us? I screw his New Mexico plates onto our F-150. Land of enchantment, reads the slogan. Enchantment is just another word for spell. Another word for... Do you believe in magic? She asked me as we started along the waterfront. The harbor was quiet. The lakes beyond a bed of diamonds. Summer's end always felt sad. Tourists were packing up. Boats were being dry-docked. Was she, too, going to leave? Depends, I said. What kind of magic? The only kind, she replied with a sunset twinkle in her eyes. The old kind. Ah, like Houdini. Try much older, she smiled. Sometimes it felt like she was, too. I've always liked older women, always admired focused wisdom. Give me a for instance. For instance, that there's another world beneath this surface. That with the right words, the proper offerings, we can reach into that world. I remember that moment. She was looking at the horizon. I was looking at her face. How things would change. And I remember laughing, remembering how soft her hand felt in mine as I answered, Sounds like witchcraft, she nodded. And what if it is? Are you a witch? And what if I am? I placed a finger beneath her chin. I turned her face towards mine. Freckles like stars on a pale sea. Eyes of kind fire. Well, I suppose I demand proof, I said, thinking I was so slick, so smooth. All I wanted was a kiss. And then she turned her chin away to the shimmering lake, pointed into the sunlight upon the water. A flick of her wrist, a squeeze of the finger, and from the light she plucked a golden ring. I couldn't believe it. There it was, a sunlit band. Two simple lines entwined that she laid in the palm of her hand. And then she was on a knee, soft eyes looking up, cranberry lips asking, Will you marry me? No, I scream. The license plate hangs, land of enchantment askew. I ball my fist, punch the fender. 
Skin splits. The pain brings a fast end to another one of her lies. Another one of your mother's memory traps. I can feel her now, her golden gaze swinging southwest. She is in New Mexico. She is close to the Navajo. Two hundred miles. We must hurry. Hey, bro, can you keep it down? Shouts a shirtless man stepping out of his camper. You're waking my kids. I look at him. We could have been them, that happy family, skimming the roads of America, these highways of lies, never dipping beneath. So wake your children, I say. Tell them to cherish their days, cherish each other, all of you. Wacko, he mumbles. I don't stay to hear the rest. I climb in our pickup truck, glance at you bundled up in the back. I cherish you as only the hunted do. Then we hit the road. 5.55 a.m. Somewhere past Sholo. We double back, follow the 60 east until we hit 191. We can thread it southbound between Tucson and the New Mexico border. Best idea so far. If you want to make God laugh, they say to tell him your plans. Never met a god, but laid with a devil. Best plan is to be unpredictable. But it only works for so long. Sunrise. I rub my eyes. Driving into daybreak reduces the highway to shadows. I reduce our speed. Roll down the window. Let the desert breeze refresh me. Wake me up. Soon, it will be hot. We'll have to cross at night. Try not to think of her, I tell myself. Just try not to think. Just focus on the road. Focus on your future. You, a swaddled angel, born from the earth, born from me, born from your mother's putrid womb and a soft bed of ash. Everything's symbolic, she once told me. Everything's a recipe. With the proper seed and soil, there's nothing you can't grow. No, I tell myself. Stop thinking of her. Punch the dashboard. Rub my eyes. You begin to cry, so I fumble with the stereo, find a CD of Navajo hip-hop, end up tossing it out the window. Scan the radio instead. Empty stations, empty scrublands, nothing but desert. Then FM 94.1 and music. Irene Sarah. What a feeling. The song's just starting, but I know the tune. Flashdance. Saw it when I was a kid, so I sing along. Take your passion and make it happen. Good sentiment. Details unclear. But it's enough to keep me awake. Next song. Sultans of Swing. Dire Straits. Always admired the chords. Mastered superbly. On a good stereo, with a proper source, you can hear the pick sliding against the steel strings. Then it's over. Insurance commercial. When something bad happens, Liberty Health will be there for you. Another lie we all agree to believe. Every well eventually runs dry. The road turns. The rising sun falls behind distant messes. Dawn drapes the desert in long shadows. Beautiful world. 
Can't wait to show you more of it. I yawn. Fumble with the cruise control. I wish I hadn't hit the Navajo. Seemed like a nice guy. Next song, Fields of Gold. Sting. Ten chords into it, and another one of her traps is sprung. Hooks sink in deep this time. The last happy memory. First time I lied to my wife. Till death do we part indeed, I said. Then she slipped the ring on my finger. It pinched tight. The gold seemed to bite. And now, as a duly appointed minister of the... Uh, shit. What's the church? My brother stammered. He'd flubbed his lines, but no one cared. It was a small wedding, friends and family, neither of which we had in abundance. We found the DJ on Craigslist. My brother was ordained online the night before. Well, heck, as an internet minister, he said, and everyone laughed, and by the power invested in me by the great state of Arizona, I now pronounce you husband and wife. Kiss her, you lucky bastard. And I did. Held it for what seemed like forever. Felt a little bit of her tongue. Then my brother was raising our hands, bride and groom, and the twenty-four friends and family in attendance were on their feet and clapping. Late September. She had wanted to get married fast. That's how love happens, sometimes. And when will you be moving back to Wyoming? Aunt Gladys asked as we made the rounds. By the new year, at latest, my wife said. Wife. How odd that word sounded. Never thought I'd be married. Always thought I'd be a famous rock star. Somehow, the opposite occurred. Unfortunately, my job can't wait any longer, she said. I've stretched my sabbatical a bit far. And just what is it you do again, dear? Aunt Gladys asked. Something with research? She's a historian, I said. Well, more of a student of history, my wife corrected. Good for you, Gladys added. We're always looking for answers, aren't we? Something like that, my wife said. Four months now, and she was still a mystery. Maybe that's what I fell in love with, the negative space. What my heart hoped to unlock and my mind filled in on its own. The microphone buzzed. And now, if you could turn your attention to the patio, my brother said, channeling his inner NASCAR announcer, it's time for the first dance as a married couple. Lovebirds, come on over. She took me by the hand, leading me to the patio. Ikea lanterns form a warm canopy. Tiki torches hissed and spat. My hand slipped around her waist and she pulled me close. All eyes on us. I felt my heart beating against her chest. Never felt hers. Tell me one thing, I whispered, as the DJ hurried to his station and fumbled with buttons. The night we met in the elevator. Why did you say that? She laid her head across my shoulder. Say what? I gazed across the patio. My grandfather with his cigar by the fountain, my brother holding his Pomeranian, the pond burbling. Everyone was waiting for our song to start. 
I told you you couldn't smoke. And you said something like, rules didn't apply to people like us. The DJ found the right button. The speakers let out a metallic twang. Sting began to sing about fields of gold as everyone stared with love in their eyes. Because it's true, she whispered. We're one in a billion. Flap, 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 flap. Rumble strips ripped me back into the present. I yank the wheel to the left, back onto the highway. The pickup drifts. Something slides. For a heartbeat, my worst fears seem to appear. You're not buckled in back there. I reach behind the seats, hand falling on plastic. I see the seatbelt. I breathe a sigh of relief. Then the radio changes. Same station, new sound. Sting's smooth voice turns a warbly cry. The guitar chords stretch and bend. Everything becomes crystal. No one will believe you, her voice says over the radio. You know that, Jack. This is foolish. This is madness. And worst of all, honey, this is dangerous. I can feel her gaze upon me, golden and focused. Gods, I can feel your mother stare. She's crossed over into Arizona. Now she's slowing down, turning around. Others are with her, eyes of shadowed mirror. She's using this song to get a bead on me, casting out hooked fingers, rending the desert. The song. Behind her clear words lays Sting's broken chorus. I change the station. FM 92.7. Static. White noise. Her fingers shatter with a hiss, and then her voice breaks in again. You really think you can tune me out? You really think I'll release you? I'm not asking, I say, knuckles squeezing the steering wheel. And yes, actually, I think I can tune you out. I'm coming. I press the volume knob in, silencing the radio, silencing my wife. Peace and quiet. I can feel the hooks beginning to retract. can see cold hands clawing dumbly at the messes. I drive past an electronic road sign. Ember alert. Pull over. Stop now. Jack, you cannot run. I push the pickup to 110. 11.21 a.m. McDonald's. I pull into the parking lot. Can't use the drive-thru. Can't risk radio interference. So exhausted I can hardly stand. I leave you in the pickup with the A.C. running. Outside, it's 115 degrees. How do people live here? Inside, everything's egg white and lemon yellow. Everything's sterile. Ronald McDonald looks at me with disgust. I agree, Ronnie. My reflection's a mess. The key is to avoid human interaction. The key is to see but hardly be seen. I step up to the self-service computer, press the screen. Doesn't matter what I'm ordering. Just need the calories and the caffeine. Large iced coffee, two Big Macs, two fries. Press purchase, stuff the cash in, and take a number. A sudden reverie. The drive up to Wyoming. The pit stop outside Laramie. What happened to old-fashioned service? Your mother had asked. These touch screens are impersonal, don't you agree? 
No, I whispered, driving my thumbs into my temples. If I could pry her out, I would lobotomize myself right here. To forget her, I would gladly go mad. We build a prison of memories, call it life, then try to break free. Hell, fella, it looks like you broke it, the customer behind me says. A handyman on lunch break, a bowie knife and ball-peen hammer hangs from his tool belt. Welcome to Arizona. Looks like the computer has a crush on you, he chuckles. Another customer laughs at the joke. Good for them. I don't bother looking at the screen, her words filling the pixels. Order 78, the cheerful cashier calls out. Wouldn't be so cheerful if she was running from a demon. Order 79. Focus on the food. When you're famished, every meal's a feast. When you're a prisoner, freedom can suffocate. The phone behind the counter rings. The day manager answers, furrows his brow, looks around the store searching for someone. I turn sideways, try to flatten against the wall, try to become invisible. I consider running. Order 80, the cashier chirps. I grab the bag, the coffee, slide the receipt across the metal counter. Uh, sir, I think there's a call for you, the manager says, but I ignore him. Sir, uh, excuse me, sir. Outside, heat hits my face, exhaustion baking into me. I wolf down a handful of fries, wrap my grease-slick fingers around the iced coffee and pour it down my throat. A family spots me, walks the long way past. I tell myself, one day, I won't be him. That man parents pull their kids away from on instinct. I won't be the creep. If you have nothing worth carrying forward, there's no reason to keep moving. You're my only momentum. I'm halfway to the parking lot when I see the state policeman. Eyes behind aviator glasses. Hands behind the wheel. Ford Interceptor SUV. Fast vehicle. No way to outrun it. His glare swings between the computer screen in his car and the stolen F-150. Screen. Pickup. Screen. He hasn't spotted me. I freeze. Deer in headlights. Silently panic. The fries threaten to leave my lips. My bladder boils. It's fifty feet back to McDonald's, fifty feet between the trooper and me. Sudden movement, and he'll notice. Cops sense danger, react. And so do fathers. I drop the food, run, wave, screaming, Officer! Officer! Please help! He's in there, in the, in the, the, the bathroom! He's got a knife, officer! Officer! The trooper blinks, mustache twitching. In his silver shades, I see my own insane reflection, best performance of my life. Behind those silver shades, fear spreads across his face. Whoa, whoa, hold on a minute. He has a knife. I point, I wave, I stutter to seal the deal. In the bathroom, the man in the handyman uniform, he's hurting him real bad, officer. God, he's killing him. A pause, a nod. Something in the officer teeters over a chaotic abyss. Wait here. Then the wheels scream an inch past my feet. The Ford Interceptor makes a tight U-turn, swings into the handicapped spot. He's a big trooper, and he's out now, on his feet, running into the McDonald's. And I'm running away. I yank open the pickup door, find you in the back. Promised I wouldn't leave you. God, what a mess I've made. Can't take this truck anymore. I grab your carrier, grab a bottle of water, your formula, your diapers. There's not a lot in this town. A pockmark on the highway, just the essentials. Fast food, 
fuel, motels, and plenty of trucks. I spot a hole in the chain-link fence behind McDonald's and climb through, place you down, and gently carry you on. I'll carry you forever. Just have to carry us forward. Just need to maintain momentum. Because once it stops, it's lost. Gas station. Trucker side. Spot a diesel truck, all chrome and sleek. Spot a bone-white 18-wheeler, flames painted on. We don't want any of those. New trucks, high insurance policies. We need the one that looks like it's falling apart. Bingo! There's an old Peterbilt 379, all rust and dust. Deadhead today, no trailer. I carry you around to the driver's side. Climb the step, peer in. Two eyes gaze back from the shadows. A worn cowboy hat floats over them. Tan skin, salt and pepper beard. The trucker rolls down his window. Please, listen to me, I say. I need a ride, that's all. Just a ride anywhere, out of town, okay? I hold up the carrier. Hate to use you for pity, but we need pity to survive. The trucker studies me. Kikiri. A ride, please, I repeat, but I realize it's hopeless. His eyes say what words fail to convey. We don't speak the same language. My wife, she's coming. Si, si, necesita quiero lleve, amigo? I don't, I don't understand, I say. My son and I, we need a ride. Uh, necesito, vroom, vroom. I have money. I show it to him. A handful of sweaty twenties, tens, fives, a fifty here and there. I hear distant sirens. Wish I'd paid attention in Spanish class. God, I'm so tired. No necesito su dinero, amigo. Se ve muy mal. Whatever he said, it seems to amuse him. I can tell. He's judging me. Vamos a Mexico. ¿Le parece bien? Mexico? That I recognize. Panic mutates. Morphs into a vague hope. Yes! I say, si, si. Suba, por favor. He says and opens the passenger door. I climb inside. The cab redolent of old cigarettes and sweat. I can almost taste the cracked leather. So happy, I almost cry. A quick glance at the distant McDonald's where a second Ford Interceptor pulls up. Lights flashing. Thank you, I whisper and try to hand him the money. He takes a fifty and gives the rest back. Doesn't want it. I wouldn't either. Compadre, te ves muy mal. He laughs. Si, I say. I have no idea what he's saying. Doesn't matter. All that matters is we're starting to move. Si. He looks at me, shakes his head. Compadre, de marias tomorrow una siesta. Puedos dormiraste llegamos. I just nod and smile. Si. 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 3.44 p.m. Outside Cochise. The high desert stretches in every direction. Brambles and dry death. Signs warn deer crossing next 45 miles. The sky's so wide it might dip down and swallow us. The truck driver smokes cigarette after cigarette. He saved our life. I don't even know his name. Too afraid to ask. Instead, I point to a photograph taped to his dashboard. Old, faded, almost melted on. Is that your family? Uh, familia? Si, 
See, he says, and taps the photograph. A young boy, no older than twelve. A woman, forty at most. Us, in another life. A better life. Esta era mi esposa, y esta es mi Juan. Eliano está con nosotros. Juan? Sí, Juan. Murió Eliano pasado. He gestures to the blue sky above. Draws a line. His son is a pilot. Your wife, I say, uh, beautiful. Bonito? Es muy bonito? He laughs, shakes his head. Es una pera miserable. Then he points to my hand, to the gold band around my finger. ¿Y tu esposa? Is it a question? I think it's a question. My wife? Sí. Where to begin? First time I can talk about your mother, really, talk, and not worry what someone will think. First time I can speak the truth. She's a demon, I say, and it feels good to put words to her. A succubus, a mazikin. She's a hellspawn, and she's fixated on me because my seed is strong. You believe that? Si. He says, and lights up another cigarette. I laugh. Now that I'm talking, I find I can't stop. I can't lose this momentum. He needs to know everything, to bear witness, to hear what haunts me. See, demons don't procreate like we do. It's more like fish or insects. You know what a humunculus is? A botch baby? It's when... Get this, amigo. It's when a demon takes your seed, takes your essence, mixes it with hers and puts it in an object to gestate. But it can only gestate under ash, right? Those are the rules, the recipe. Though most botch babies don't take, not with humans. Can't cross-pollinate. Dogs can sniff out cancer and demons can sniff out a mate. But it's one in a billion, really. And most of all, you have to give it to them willingly, see? You have to agree, si. he says, and takes a drag on the cigarette. Si. He sees. I show him my ring, show him how deep it's dug in, these teeth beneath this gold loop. Your seed, you have to give it by choice. And I did. I said yes. And when it didn't take, I did it again. And again. I'm so tired. I just want to protect him. See? I point to you in the back seat. He sees. See. He says, fingers shaking. See, see. He sees nothing. He's placating me, just letting me run my gums. I wipe my eyes. I thought I was laughing. Turns out I've cried. I don't care. Our whole story has poured forth. At least someone will know. This great weight has been lifted. Then the helicopter swoops down and rattles the truck. There's silver and black. The words Arizona State Police on the side. Glinting lights on the far horizon behind us. Red and blue. I can feel her stare. She's so close to us now. You have to go, I tell the truck driver. Faster! Please, go faster! He says, and eyes the helicopter. Another low pass. Then it banks a thousand yards down the highway, 
dust swirls as it starts to land. Behind us, the cops are closing in. Three, at least. Silver and black interceptors. Blue and red lights. Faster, I shout. Faster! Oh, yeah. La gata come to lo curo paro otro lado. But he doesn't go faster. The truck begins to slow. I reach into your baby carrier. Don't want to hurt the driver. Just need some motivation. The snub nose 38 glints in the long daylight. Oh, yeah, gringo. Estes mas loco que una cabra. Yo no voy a merir Then he opens the door and throws himself out, 50 miles per hour, and his body cartwheels into the sagebrush. Everything drifts into the oncoming lane. I seize the wheel, jerk the truck back to the right. Pull your vehicle over now, comes an angry voice over the megaphone. Slow down and pull over, or we will use force. The trucks buckling left, right, left. I slide over into the driver's seat. Too many buttons, too much to handle. I stomp the gas. Six hundred yards ahead, the helicopter settles on the road. Five hundred yards, two cops scramble out. They throw something across the gray highway. Something glistening, something sharp. Four hundred yards, someone else gets out of the helicopter. No uniform, no hat. Her hair is back in a ponytail, but I recognize her color anywhere. That's your mother up there. Those are her scarlet curls. Three hundred yards, I look back at you, my son. I want to tell you how much I love you, to tell you I'm sorry. There's a better world out there, one we were so close to reaching. I can't take you there now. I can no longer protect you. But I can protect others. Two hundred yards. The cops are raising their guns. The spike strip shimmers. My wife walks out, past the police, past the metal teeth, onto the highway. I can almost see her eyes now. I can feel her golden glare. One hundred yards. Just your mother and me now. Just the two of us, honey. Nothing between us but hot pavement. Nothing but this void we're closing. Here I come, five tons of rusty steel, ready for a final embrace. She said she'd lived for three centuries, bragged she'd fucked Napoleon. How will she feel when she's smeared across blacktop? The first gunshot shatters the side mirror. The second catches the driver's side hood. A red spray paints the window. The wheel rips free from my hands as the left tire bursts. Those aren't bullets hitting the car. Those are antlers. Fifty yards. Deer are leaping from the dry brush and onto the highway, throwing themselves in front of the truck. A whole suicidal herd, brown and white and bursting red. The pavement a slurry. The truck loses traction. Thirty meters. And the last thing I see is your mother's face. Then the world teeters and tips and flips all around. I see sky and then ground. See a maelstrom of antlers and branches shattering, scattering, all sliding sideways. And then, with a groan, it stops. The engine hisses, sputters its last. I taste coolant, taste the hot desert. 
See burgundy, smears, and a still-kicking deer embraced by the grill. High above, the sun shines down through the buckled passenger door. Steel settles with a final sigh. And I realize we didn't die. She did this. She summoned the deer. She summoned the police. Here comes their wailing sirens, their distant babbling. You see that herd of them? My God, where'd they come from? Woo-hee, lucky day. No such luck, not for us. I brush the glass away, climb up the sideways cab. You're in the back seat. You're still strapped in. I pull your carrier out, hold you close. Then I find the gun. Feet rattle about the undercarriage. Hands tug the driver's side door. The windshield is a webwork of cracked glass. They're climbing up, closing in. I'm sorry, I whisper to you. I won't let her take you. A shadow fills the passenger window. He's got a gun, someone shouts. Everything shifts outside the vehicle. Holsters unsnap. The world is holding its breath, and only you have the courage to cry. Please, please, just let me talk to him, I hear her shouting. Please, he'll listen to me, she begs. I won't listen, won't hear her words. I won't let us go back. I'm going to sing you a lullaby now, but it'll have to be loud. Jack, Jack, it's me, honey, just listen. There's fear in her voice. Feels good to have such power. These men, they don't want to hurt you. No one does, honey. You do, I scream. You won't let us leave. You won't let me take him. A shadow passes by the white windshield. I can smell her sweat, smell her perfume. Want to smell her tears, too, before we never smell again. Jack, please, just talk to me, okay? Tell me what you want. I'm, I'm so tired, I tell her. I just want to sleep. I just want you to leave us, please. You can sleep, okay? I promise you, Jack. I'll let you sleep as long as you want. You can sleep for weeks and weeks in that big comfy bed of ours, okay? Doesn't that sound nice? A distant whisper. Yes, it sure does. Separated by broken glass, yet never felt closer. It's all a lie. There are no happy endings, not with demons in this world. You can't have him, I tell her. He's not yours to take. He's my child, too. I hoist your carrier up, put the blanket over your face, press the gun to the fabric. I can't look in your eyes as you leave this world, can't let you see that it's me who's sending you off. Jack, she whispers. Our son is gone. She's lying. It's all she does. Every fiber inside me screams the truth. Every instinct implores me to squeeze. And yet, beneath it all, a seed of doubt. Beneath the blanket, your sleeping face. I tell myself to pull this trigger, to believe in myself. 
No one else ever will. Trust my heart, or else she'll win. There are worse fates than being undone. When did everything get so soft at the edges? Jack, please, she whispers. That's not our son in there. You know that. No! I close my eyes. Let my fingers finish where my mind has unraveled. I press my hand to the blanket. Then I lift it. I feel your forehead. Feel your smooth cheeks. Feel your hair, your tiny ears, and the seams that hold you together. I feel your flawless effigy. You're a perfect child. You've never cried. I see it now. It all came from me. Acrylic eyes tell me what I can no longer hide. Tried to save your future, yet broke myself along the way. I put the blanket over you. Tenderly place your carrier among the bed of glass. I want to tell you it will be all right. But you can't hear me. Can't listen. I want to tell you everything but you'll never understand. This truck isn't all that's shattered. I leave you among the wreckage. Then I climb out into the desert heat and let them take me away. June 21st, outside Cheyenne. I have not thought of you in months, and this is good, they tell me and I shouldn't be embarrassed. They tell me I shouldn't be ashamed. Still, I hide you away, safe and secure. You are not a metaphor. It's not often that one goes a little bit mad, or that one causes an interstate chase and an amber alert. My name is still in the news. Your mother helps me recover says she's happy to work her magic. She knows how to plead and when to throw herself at the mercy of the state, knows the right people to hire. Lilith will be paying my fines and legal fees for years. I am a lucky guy, they all tell me. I owe her everything, they say. And I tell myself I'm starting to agree. Bitter pills I often swallow. What did I tell you? Lilith whispers as we lay tangled in the cool sheets. You're one in a billion, Jack. I'm not letting you get away. We let our hands explore each other. We make love for the first time since my schism. First time in months I've seen Lilith without clothes. Now... I look at my wife with fresh eyes. She looks at me with the softness of an old friend. Let's make a baby, she whispers. Let's try again. So I agree. She helps me remember. She helps me forget. And for a while, I do. Forget my name. Forget my face. Forget everything as she pulls me inside. I am no longer Jack. I'm no longer a failed musician, a failed father. I am simply hers. Nails rend the flesh of my back. 
I collapse upon her, exhausted and spent. And now it's over. She climbs off, runs a sharp finger down my chest, smiles her sanguine smile. I almost think she might ask me for a cigarette, but she no longer smokes. Not since we met. Robe on, she lingers by the door. For a moment, the sunlight through the curtains hits her eyes at a funny angle. For a moment, they're golden rings and two black slits. She tells me she'll bring me something to eat, tells me to rest. It's important to stay strong. Then she leaves and tells me no more. In the stillness, I think of you. What would you look like now? And if you'd started crawling. And I ask, why can't I picture your face? It hangs behind gray gauze, like our two days on the road and much that followed. And I wonder who carved these odd words into the frame of this bed. Who put these chains on my legs? The sun is low now. The daylight's long. My appetite's returning. I see movement outside, crows circling above. Countless deer approaching our wooden fence. A calm audience. There is the old ash tree in our yard and a fresh hole in the soil beneath it. And there is your mother, with you in her arms. Your chest is open, Stuffing flutters in white ribbons, fresh cotton upon damp earth. I wonder what Lilith is doing. So I bang the window, but the glass is strong. So I call out, but you never hear me. So I watch, watch Lilith's form, dog-like and ravenous, digging in the dirt. Watch her fingers with too many joints her knees bent back the wrong way. I watch her hike her skirt up past her hips, watch her reach back and pull something wet and glistening, something we both made. I watch it squirm and curl and cry with fresh life, and I watch her stuff it into your chest. Then I watch her bury you beneath the ash tree, watch her lay a dirt blanket tenderly. All I can do is watch with wonder. I wonder why the door is locked, wonder why there are bars across the window, and most of all, I wonder how long until I can hold you again. <laughs> 